immature. He's a crybaby. He's petty. Uh, there's so many adjectives that you can use to describe it. It's just simply dishonorable of him to be doing stuff like this at a time like this. Um, it's it's shocking that veterans groups aren't more outspoken about this, quite frankly, even going back to the first comment about uh, I like people who aren't captured. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Just shocking. Shocking. And, of course, he's the one that is making the big deal about the national anthem at football games. Yeah. Well, let's respect the flag, (laughs) everybody. Uh, But, uh, you know, I I just don't get it. Obviously, McCain's shining moment uh, in terms of his voting record was uh, being the decisive vote in Obamacare. He voted not to repeal it, and that's why it wasn't repealed. So mark my words, even though Doug Jones won in Alabama, if the Democrats lose seats uh, in the Senate um, this upcoming election and don't take back the House, uh, Obamacare could be repealed next year. I think that would be at the top of Trump's agenda. Uh, Obviously, as a senator, uh, McCain's high moment was, uh, I believe, the torture position he took against the Bush administration Mm. Uh, as a POW himself. He knew all about that and uh, made a stand on a moral issue, including pointing out that it would not yield um, reliable information and was repugnant to our values. It's interesting, of course, that the CIA... um, confirmation hearings a couple of months ago involved a revisiting of that incident (laughs) and uh, apparently uh, not enough information there to to implicate the current CIA chief whose main qualification seems to have been she was a woman. But last week Trump went over 26. Uh, Yeah, there's 10 charges that are quote mistrials But Trump did not get a not guilty victory on any aspect of this case. And, of course, these are two very different cases. They don't uh, involve uh, Donald Trump directly. But I would say that the noose is tightening. All the president's crooks, to borrow a phrase from the New York Times, uh, it's closing in around him. Paul Manafort convicted of tax fraud, bank fraud, failure to disclose foreign bank accounts. And it turns out that the, what was it, 10 counts that the jury was not able to come to agreement on, there was really just one juror. Everybody else was convinced. So it was a fairly compelling presentation. Well, it was overwhelming. Uh, And obviously Manafort's lawyer had no real defense and was kind of hoping for mercy, I guess. Just some other officials that have been implicated in the Trump campaign stuff. You know, Trump's claim on Wednesday when he he did an interview on Fox News and he said, oh, oh, that had a lot of problems in it. The first thing I thought about, this is after Michael Cohen pled guilty. The first thing I thought about, the very first thing I thought about was, was their campaign money used? And you have to go, I don't think so. This is related. You don't think so that that was the first thing he thought about? No, that was the uh, the payoff business that Cohen 
pled guilty to. <clears throat> and obviously the tawdry aspects of Stormy Daniels and uh, the Playboy model are not related to the Russian investigation, but they do demonstrate a pattern of behavior. Rick Gates, uh, on the 23rd of February, pled guilty to financial fraud and lying to investigators. And by the way, he was one of the main government witnesses against Paul Manafort. He was his longtime associate. Uh, Trump, of course, had some mafia talk all week. Well, that to me is the most egregious moment uh, where he talks about flipping. It it should be illegal. Like should almost be illegal. He's concerned that somehow the justice system is rigged against those who are charged with a wide range of criminal activities that he's also partly involved in. Sure. So, uh, yeah, this is how law enforcement's work. Uh, You get people to confess and then they implicate others and all. Oftentimes, uh, there's a lot of compelling evidence that convinces people, well, gee, I'm really up against it here. They know it all. I may as well come clean and hope for the best. Right. And for Trump to say, I know all about flipping. I've got 40 years of experience. Well, that sums it all up. Uh, Other figures, by the way, include Michael Flynn. He pleaded guilty to lying to the FBI about conversations with the Russian ambassador on the 1st of December, 2017. George Papadopoulos pled guilty to lying to the FBI on October 5th of 2017. And more recently, a lawyer who worked with Manafort and Gates, Alex van der Zwan, on the 20th of February, pled guilty to lying to investigators about conversations with Mr. Gates. So this is how this works. Uh, Mueller's being meticulous, tight-lipped, no leaks coming from his uh, end of the well, end of Washington. The bad news for Trump came with like both fists uh, last week. You know, pretty much every day, uh, and after the one-two punch of the uh, Manafort verdict, uh, Cohen guilty pleas, within like the next day, or was it two days, it all happened so fast, it seems a blur, uh, that the uh, chief financial officer of the Trump organization, organization is, it's announced that, oh, he's received immunity. Uh, Wow, this is a guy who knows where, uh, as they say, all the bodies are buried. And the fact that he's been given immunity means that he has exposure uh, himself for criminal activity and involvement. Um, So obviously this is someone who's going to be sharing what they know and uh, can't wait to see what's in the safe. Well, the National Enquirer, the other thing, the other immunity grant was for David Pecker. Pecker, the name is. Pecker, That's David right. Pecker, uh, for that uh, paragon of journalistic uh, virtuosity that is the National Enquirer. That, of course, has both been promoting and protecting Trump for many years. Um, Trump's whole tabloid persona, by the way, was largely created by Rupert Murdoch in the in the New York tabloids and that sort of thing. Uh, Trump was always seeking publicity and sort of what I call worldwide wrestling mania. Um, 
But I think there were some other strange developments last week. I mean, the Fox News uh, interview was a yet another disaster for Trump. And then, oh, he gave himself an A plus though, because without this kind of thinking, the stable genius, you'd you'd never see this kind of thing, whatever this kind of thing is, right? Yeah, and for him to say that the first thing he thought about was whether campaign money uh, was involved is because that would be wrong, almost laughable. He doesn't know the difference, right, between right and wrong. I think that much is very clear. Well, and it's already emerged that it was the Trump organization, quote unquote, that uh, um, replenished Michael Cohen's. Uh, yeah, he may payment. yet turn out to be what's called in the legal language executive number two. Executive number one is the Alan Weiselstein, the, the CFO for the Trump uh, organization. We don't know yet who executive number two is. Could be the Donald. Yeah, and of course Trump then praises Manafort after the conviction, attacks Michael Cohen, and then goes to the trouble of advising America. He's not a very good lawyer. <laughs> don't hire him. Well, uh, <clears throat> exactly why did you hire him, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking of uh, not very good lawyers, yet another fascinating uh, chapter slash edition of the Jeff Sessions sessions. Uh, Trump attacks Sessions on Thursday. Sessions issues a rebuke. And I found that moment kind of telling. You know, there's two guys that I think you should kind of pay a little bit of attention to here on the Republican side. They're a little obscure. Tom Cole is a Republican from Oklahoma. He's in the leadership of the of the House Republicans. I don't know which committee he's in charge of. But he made some very interesting comments uh, last week about uh, denying reality kind of oriented comments. Uh, I don't see how you can't be concerned kind of thing. And John Cornyn is technically the number two in the uh, in the uh, Senate House Republican uh, hierarchy. And he had a very interesting week. On Wednesday, he was urging Mueller to, quote, wrap up his investigation, speed it up, Try and get it done before the elections. That ain't going to happen. Nope, it's not going to happen. And, you know, let's remember, Mueller's only been on the job a little over a year. It's not like this is dragged on like the Whitewater investigation, for instance. But John Cornyn, I think, took some great exception to Donald Trump attacking Sessions yet again. Uh, obviously, Sessions was in the Senate. For a long period of time, politically, they're allied. There are now rumors that Charles Grassley, the chairman of the Judiciary Committee, is upset with Sessions uh, over uh, criminal reform compromise legislation that's been developing in the Congress. Uh, yet another example of the myth of this sort of there's absolutely no bipartisanship. Actually, there is sometimes. Budget work, you know, there's still some bipartisanship that still prevails here in the United States of America. It's not all this shouting match on, you know, on CNN or MSNBC or what have you or Fox, because Fox is just generating 
ridiculous, uh, shall we say, opportunities for Trump to change the subject. This bizarre tweet about South Africa last week. Yeah, where does that come from? That is very weird. I mean, that is just right off of Tucker Carlson's <clears throat> talking points. We know Trump watches. I'm beginning to Fox wonder News. if Sean Hannity isn't writing some of Trump's tweets. They've got his, I mean, they share a similar uh, ignorance yeah. of uh, how policy and American governance actually works. And uh, just a sort of a venomous disdain for genuine discourse. And Michael Cohen was Sean Hannity's lawyer as well. Uh, oh, well, <clears throat> I guess uh, we're maybe something for Sean Hannity yet before all is said and done on the Michael Cohen world. But this Sessions thing is so bizarre because Sessions, for the most part, is implementing exactly what Trump wants to do with his agenda. Um, In an administration where very little else is actually happening. Yeah. I mean, admittedly, the way Sessions went about uh girding up a protection at the border was disastrous yeah. because of the uh, bizarre and uh, inhumane child separation policy. Cages. You know, animal crackers has removed the bars yeah. <laughs> from the cages, but the Trump administration has no added. cookies for children, but cages. <laughs> added the bars. Uh, but at least that's, you know, Jeff Sessions doing what he was supposed to do in the mind of this president. Right. And of course, he's had an obsession about immigration for many years now. Um, he keeps marrying them, for one thing. But, uh, you know, the Azalea Trail girls down there in uh, Tuscaloosa, Alabama, <laughs> I don't think are going to happen ever again uh, during the <clears throat> president-elect's uh, tour, his, his sort of post-election campaign, which was strange in and of itself. He met Sessions at the airport with the Alabama Azalea Trail girls in these gigantic cotillion dresses. I do declare it was right out of Gone with the Wind. Uh, it, it was a pretty amazing photograph of uh, three women in the petticoats. But anyway, Sessions... But at this... least those garments would have rendered them ungrabbable. Let's just... Yeah. Maybe that's why they dressed that way. Trump was like, wait a minute. Those women are too well-dressed for my taste. <laughs> Hookers. It, it, it's hilarious to listen to this uh, back and forth in the right wing about whether Stormy Daniels is a a prostitute, a hooker, um, a porn star, or a porn actress, or an adult film actress, or a prostitute, or, you know, there's or a stripper. You know, she's got... They can't decide what she is yet. It's very strange. But getting back to Sessions and that whole, I don't know what it is. It's like a kind of a strange kabuki theater that Trump keeps revisiting when none of the facts support him. No, and, and has no one explained to him that you can't unrecuse yourself? That's not a thing you can do. Yeah. Once you have recused yourself, that is a public act, a statement that is, you you can't, well, you know what, I, I've i reconsidered it and I'm going to get back involved in this investigation because I wasn't really so involved as I thought I would. No, it doesn't work that way. You recuse yourself, you're done. Well, when he testified, 
uh, to the Senate Judiciary Committee in January of 2017. This is like 10 days before Trump is president. What he did was he recused himself from any involvement in the Clinton uh, email scandal. That's what he recused himself from. Um, He was asked some other questions, uh, specifically about the Russian meetings. But he couldn't recall meeting with any Russians at that time. He misled the Senate. They caught him. And then later he recused himself. So how on earth Sessions was supposed to inform Trump that he was going to recuse himself from Russian investigations when that wasn't even an issue uh, during his initial confirmation hearing is just incomprehensible. In other words, there's a chronology problem there that Donald Trump doesn't seem to grasp. You know, A happened on this date, B happened on this date. You can't go back and make B happen. You know, you're the one that hired Jeff Sessions. We know why you hired him. You hired him because, forget about this loyalty stuff. And of course, you know, more problems with that. There's a Another congressman who seems to enjoy uh, racking up large alcohol tabs and calling them uh, donations for wounded warriors or something like that. Yeah, yeah, wounded warriors, uh, all sorts of mischief involving the bookkeeping there. Duncan Hunter Jr. Second to endorse clown pants. Yeah, and so loyalty, which seems to be this kind of strange theory that Trump operates under. Look, the Attorney General of the United States is not supposed to protect the president. Uh, That's nonsense. Uh, Reports this past week said that Trump went into a rage when he found out that Sessions wasn't, quote, protecting him the way Eric Holder protected Barack Obama. And I'm kind of like going... What on earth did Eric Holder have to protect? I was going to say what uh, Barack Obama from. There were no instant instances of criminal wrongdoing. You know, Some other, tactical errors, sure. Yeah, uh, blunders and failures—they're inevitable. Uh, actual criminal wrongdoing, not so much. Yeah, and even the minor campaign violations that many people have pointed out are are, you know, there to trip over. Uh, this is nothing new. Um, Bernie Sanders made a few. Obama made a few. There are always these little mini fines for minor transgressions of campaign uh, reporting. But let's remember that Donald Trump uh, is the one that refused to release his taxes, his financial information. What's he hiding? Still continues to do so. Can Still continues to do so. He could wrap up this Russian investigation rather quickly. Because it's quite obvious, to me anyway, that... Mueller is interested in following the money. Mm. That's the old uh, <clears throat> conversation that Deep Throat had with Bob Woodward in the garage. Deep Throat, of course, being the number two man at the FBI, Mark W. Mark Felt. Um, and, of course, Woodward and Bernstein were just part of the process. We as Americans should be somewhat grateful about the fact that the system is working to some degree, that some bad characters, some, what was the phrase Trump used? Bad hombres during the campaign? 
Sure, but those were Mexicans. <laughs> he was going to hire the best, the very best people. And, of course, today he made some dramatic announcement about some... Oh, renaming NAFTA. Yeah, renaming yeah, that's NAFTA. That's all cosmetic window dressing. That was, quite frankly, so he had something to appear on TV for sure. uh, to get John McCain off of the TV for an hour or so. That's all that was. A big nothing burger, yeah. to quote... And he had Kelly some troubles with the phone again at the beginning, too. So a televised phone call. Yeah, that will uh, convince Americans to forget that I'm a cold-hearted, petty little wiener boy yeah. uh, who can't even put the flag down at half-mast for John McCain. Well, exactly. And, and why on earth would Mexico make, I don't know, bold agreements about NAFTA with the president who's going out of power? Um in reality, probably what's actually happening here is Canada and Mexico are in discussions about, well, what is our strategy vis-a-vis -vis a waiting game just until this moron is out of there? And we go back to, you know, uh, grown-up responsible adults who know how these things are supposed to function uh, is in that place, or do we come up with a new a variation of the deal on our own? Yeah, and, and let's remember, by the way, that the <clears throat> trade with Mexico, it's not as dire and bad as Trump tries to claim. You know, the only actual component of the trade deficit with Mexico that's in deficit in reality um, falls under the category of machinery and transportation equipment. Most of these products are actually a wash, including manufactured goods. I looked this up. Uh, we have a slight deficit with can't with Mexico on manufactured goods, quote unquote, but we have a a surplus with what's called miscellaneous manufactured goods. So, and and by the way, food is a wash. Food and beverage, you know, there's a lot of mm. discussion about Mexican limes and tequila and what were the four hundred shots of tequila by Duncan Hunter? Whew. That's some serious partying. Uh, we don't know if there are any strippers involved in that party, but... Uh, yeah, and to put it uh, under the category... His pet rabbit, maybe. Honorary uh, contributions to uh, <clears throat> veterans groups is pretty remarkable. But, um, you know, our total trade with Mexico, they are the second largest buyer of American stuff in terms of exports. Mm -hmm. So creating a big trade uh, war with Mexico and Canada, for that matter, is really quite misguided. I would urge people to go look up the numbers and the facts on this, because the fifty, roughly fifty-three billion, fifty-six billion dollar trade deficit, and I'm looking here from figures from 2014, admittedly that are in the World Almanac, um, show that. <clears throat> We have a big uh, advantage exporting chemicals to Mexico, for instance. There are certain products that America actually uh, has surpluses with Mexico on. And I don't know how this is affected by auto parts or redefining what an American car is based on uh, content from, uh, you know, the NAFTA organization, the NAFTA group of countries, Canada, Mexico, and the United States. That seems to me like a lot of re-regulation that's not really going to produce much. 
And you got to wonder how or why any of the auto parts companies would start opening up factories in the United States based on the erratic behavior of Donald Trump and the, the unpredictability and failure to come up with any of these trade deals. He keeps talking endlessly about trade deals. They're right around the corner. A big announcement soon. <laughs> I think he tweeted over the weekend to distract the media yet again. Yeah, it's it's, it's just not happening uh, with, with Donald Trump. And even this nothing burger sounds like it's quite minuscule and practically irrelevant. Um, John Cornyn, keep an eye on him. Um, he is friends with Jeff Sessions. And what state is he from? He's the senator from Texas. Yeah. And interestingly, he used to be the attorney general of Texas. He at this point is the senior senator, senator from Texas. He's number two in the uh, uh Republican House leadership in the Senate. Um, one of the most interesting things that I read last week, I'll just mention this, was uh, about a new book that's out talking about the new jobs that have been created in the United States over the last decade. 94% of these jobs are called gig jobs. They're not jobs where you get benefits it's like day work. Day work. It's con it's contractors, special contractors, uh, temp workers, Uber drivers, you know, temporary employees, basically. No benefits. Not part of the unemployment uh, system where, 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 you know, people are contributing to uh, unemployment insurance and all of that. And that's an astonishing in my opinion, a shockingly high figure, 94 percent. Well, it makes it very easy to misrepresent the actual numbers of consistently employed people when you have such a high number sure. for day work, basically. These are not people with a job that's going to be there for them next month or maybe even two weeks from now. And, for instance, I don't want to bring this subject up, but let's give Newt Gingrich a brain damage award. He always deserves one. What on earth is—why is Newt Gingrich trying to bring up a tragedy in Iowa to exploit it for political purposes when—well, gee, uh, I'll just go down the list here—the Orlando mass shooting, the uh, shooting at Parkland High School, the church shooting in Charleston, South Carolina, the church shooting in Texas, the high school shooting in Texas— the rock concert shooting in Texas. All American-born perpetrators. The Vegas shooter. The Vegas shooter, yeah. The Columbine shooters. You know, it, it, it is just— Sandy Hook shooter. Absolutely outrageous that you would—you know, he said if uh, Tippett's, is her name? Molly? Molly Tippett's? I believe so. If she becomes a household name before the 2018 elections, the Democrats are in big trouble. And I'm like, well, she— a, she's already a household name because Fox and Friends, Newton Friends, Trump and Friends are once again trying to exploit a tragedy. We First of all, we don't even know any of the actual facts here. Somebody's been arrested. Um, convicted? No. Knew where the body was? Sounds like he might have. 
He led investigators to the body. Uh, what was his involvement? We don't know. This is just another classic. I mean, look at look at what happened in in Jacksonville yesterday with a with a gaming uh, yeah. convention. Another mass shooting, basically, three dead and eleven wounded, and that falls under the FBI category of mass shooting. I don't know anything about this suspect. I'm not going. You know, I've I've heard his name mentioned. They say he's 24. He's from Baltimore. I don't know anything about him. So why would I go on and try and create a big uh, political um, exploit, exploitive situation over a tragedy like what happened in in Jacksonville. That's that's pretty outrageous, and yet that kind of nonsense continues. And I think that, you know, just to maybe close it out with John McCain. Well, I want to give a quick brain damage award to Betsy DeVos for her Back to School with Guns initiative. Uh, oh, yeah. Which, again, just is absurd beyond belief and, you know, connects to this. Why anybody's putting a microphone in front of Newt Gingrich's face anymore also baffles me because he has no insights of merit to add. But, uh, yeah, uh, you know, thinking about it over the weekend, over the years, we, of course, uh, gave McCain a little bit of abuse and brain damage awards uh, for campaigning without his space helmet yeah. from time to time. Well, he was too hawkish. That's He was too hawkish and uh, too eager uh, in many instances to want to deploy U.S. forces abroad when maybe there were alternatives. But I have to say that for me, uh, what makes John McCain a unique and uh, highly significant individual as a political figure was when he behaved the most like uh, just an American human being. And I'm thinking of two instances. The first was when he corrected the angry Obama hater yep. at the town hall uh, meeting. Her investigation convinced her that he was an Arab. Yeah, and, 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 and she was uttering exactly the kind of rhetoric that we get from the alt-right and even, dare I say it, from many on Fox News, this sort of birtherism, all of this. Yep. Oh, uh, he can't be a legitimate American for this, that, and the other reason. Uh, and he corrected his, her. He corrected her in his defense of Barack Obama as a family man with whom I have disagreements. He's a good man. That's really exemplary behavior in the heat of a moment with all the cameras on. Uh, some politicians would have just rolled with her comment and ignored the uh, negative, ugly elements of it and just said what they needed to say. Uh, that is a rare instance of a genuine human being with principles and morals. Yeah. And, of course, McCain-Feingold uh, was one of his shining moments. It was a great attempt to change the system. Fell short. There were too many loopholes. Blada blada blada. Yada yada yada. But that uh, at least his motives were uh, in the right area. And I think John McCain, despite the fact that he has now uh, left this mortal coil, will get the last laugh at Donald Trump. Well, and Donald Trump uh, approached John McCain from the beginning of this of his presidential life has just been a disgrace. Anyway, uh, disgraces uh, will not be uh, tolerated here on WCBN-FM Ann Arbor. Thanks to Andrew once again for engineering. Do stay tuned. Yazoo City Calling is coming up next on this fine station. Are you an embarrassment on the dance floor? Do you confuse state capitals? 
and read too many celebrity gossip magazines? Well, if you answered yes, you may have what it takes to adopt a teen from foster care. Because teens don't need perfection, they need you. So if you think an MP3 is a computer virus, it's okay. There are thousands of teens in foster care who would love to put up with you. For more information, call 1-800-273-5433.